Hello, welcome to the first Life of Lens podcast. I'm your host, Davis Bickford. We are here in sunny, not so sunny South Florida today. We have a hurricane on the horizon, Hurricane Isaiah's. I don't know what the fuck to say at this point. Uh, I'm here with my dad, Fred Dickstein, and we're here to have a good time talking, enjoying ourselves, being explicit, being unfiltered, talking about whatever the heck is going on in our lives right now, the lives of every American, the people in the world right now. 2020 has been a crazy year, and this is the first podcast we've ever done. So it's going to take some time to get over the hump of uh, learning, of, of getting over maybe logistical glitches, audio fixes, all these different things, but we're going to do it together and we're going to do it with a bit of uh, pizzazz and a, and a bit of finesse if we can. And I'll introduce my father. This is Fred Dickstein. Hey, handsome. I've been calling you handsome from the day you were born, and I haven't stopped calling you handsome. I also call your brother handsome, too, and I call a lot of people handsome, even if they're not handsome, but you are handsome. Well, I mean, if you're calling somebody <laughs> handsome and they're, out and they're not handsome, it's like, uh, you know. Well, I, my nickname has been Handsome Fred from Yay High, and then I became Handsome Fred, HF, Handsome Fred. How you doing, handsome? And it's kind of nice when you're handsome... That people know you're handsome, so I'm just telling you, son, you're pretty handsome, and I love you so much, well, and I like everything so that you're doing, and gosh, this world is so interesting. You know, I was, uh, you know, uh, one of my buddies called me up this morning, and we talk about everything every day, about everything that we see, and one thing that I see right now is total craziness, and I don't remember February, March, April, May, June, July... August has been like one blur. It's felt like a huge blur. A it's, blur. It's felt like just a simulation in effect. It's felt like everything that can happen has happened. Every you know everything's in play in 2020. Whether it be a celebrity dying out of nowhere, if it's Kobe Bryant, if it's Regis Philbin, whoever it may be, you know it, it's sad to this point because you had a. a well, a, that, I'm going to interrupt you uh, because we're only here for a flash. Yeah. You're only here for a flash. Yeah. And you're going to have to love yourself every single day. Oh, of course. And be kind to everybody every day and, and just follow those golden rules. You treat people the way you want to be treated back. The sad part, what's going on is I don't think people are remembering those golden rules, rules right now. I, I don't know if it's them not remembering them if they, or... Maybe they, they don't know it. They, I, yeah, they weren't... They, don't, they were never taught those golden rules. Maybe people don't value... The ideals that were, you know, that were in effect in the Old Testament and the New Testament, maybe they weren't, they weren't taught them, maybe their parents. And it's not really about religion. It's more so about just like instilling ideals into your children. More people are more curious about uploading a picture on social media than getting outside and during the football around with their friends. Like I grew up, uh, you know, in South Florida and, you know, of course, raised by you, but I had plenty of friends I was engaging with over the years and we would all go out in the street at night up until like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night and just be playing baseball in the park. Baseball We'd be throwing the, the football around. I mean, you talk about when you were a kid, you played stickball in the streets. It was a little bit different. Baseball for you, baseball and uh, drive through windows of McDonald's. Yeah, after, after practice. <laughs> Wing stop, you name it, man. Pizza deliveries, Chinese food deliveries, fucking knocking off those baseball cleats and, uh, God bless us. We're still here doing it, boy. It's funny because after baseball practice, you would always have uh, the team the team mom come up 
and she would have a bag of uh, the fun family pack Doritos, right. or they'd have orange slices. Yeah. But that wasn't enough. For it me. wasn't enough. <laughs> that wasn't enough. I'd have to have either if it wasn't ten cheeseburgers at McDonald's after. No, no exaggeration. <laughs> it was twenty chicken wings at Wingstop oh, at a large funny fry. Stuff, but you you brought up the team mom uh, or the parent of the week that was in charge of snacks. The parent of the week, yeah. Okay, and they would get that big box of all the potato chips. Those like ten cent bags, a big one. The kids would the kids would bang right into it, and then they would also bring like juice pouches, squeezing those juice pouches. Oh my gosh! But uh, looking back, boy, we did that uh, so many years ago. And it's it's interesting how things evolve. Yeah, you know, from elementary school, middle school, high school, taking buses to school, this and that. But now the I don't know where the education game is going today. It's definitely up in the air right now. I think everything's a bit up in the air right now. You know, you just talk about recreational sports like baseball. Are people going to be able to be do? I think right now they're actually doing it at local parks and playing and all that type of stuff, but. I don't know how you can sort of maybe almost not. Yeah, it it just it doesn't. There's no certainty. I don't think there's any certainty with anything right now. There is no certainty with everything. That's why the main thing is, got to remain calm. You got to remain happy, and it's really a, a good time to get to know who you are with inside yourself, because I say it a lot of times recently. You are as strong as your mind tells you to be strong. If your mind wants you to be weak. Oh, you're going to be weak. You could fall into the trap. And uh, a lot of people have fell into the trap. And it's the older person who's fell into the trap. Young people just don't give a flying F. Yeah, in regards to the coronavirus. Yeah, to the coronavirus, yeah. Yeah. And and it's difficult because this virus... Well, that's the big cloud over us right now. Oh, there's a cloud over us. Dark cloud. It's a dark cloud. It's as dark as you can be. It's not a cloud that you can see some of the sunlight. It's as dark as it This is the invisible cloud. Uh, this is in my eyes the, the invisible way I see virus. It, the invisible virus. Uh, you know, if we were thousands of years backwards, remember uh, we were in two thousand. So on our calendar thing, we're two thousand uh, after Christ's death. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Old Testament is like five thousand, three thousand years before Christ was born at zero. So. We are really, if things were differently, if we were back to having a round world again, uh, we're in biblical times. You know, uh, it's like Passover, Easter, the X on the door, the angel of death. Uh, There's been plagues. Donald even called this a plague, and every person has called this a plague. So this plague, pandemic, virus, whatever you want to call it, it's affected everyone. Everyone, everything put is a halt, a total halt on everyone's life. So where does education go? Without a good education, you're lost. You know, can some can people really uh, go online by themselves if they're not taught to go online? I don't think so. You need to be taught to go online to learn. Now, it's taking for granted college kids, college parents, kids who got scholarships to great schools from every state and university throughout the country to every private school, when they say, well, okay, you could go to school, but you're going to do your class online. So if you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a pharmacist, how are you going to learn 
the chemicals or whatever and doing it on How Zoom. How are you going to put your education into practice when you're not in the position to actually do it? So are we on a halt on everything? It seems that things, way. Yeah, it, it seems that We're on a halt till, till everything. Thank goodness we got beaches. We have fresh water. You got a fishing pole. And I think right now it's most important that people pick up a good book and get lost in the movie because you can't go to the movie. What a time to be a writer today and share what's on your mind with other people because I don't think there's movie productions right now. Maybe, maybe so. But if you look at statistics on movies, productions, because the world with movie productions, not like it used to be MGM, this studio, that studio... You know, it's a Netflix, who's doing it? HBO, Showtime is having their own little yeah. database. The in-home of their entertainment own. industry. So I would love to see the statistics on the home production of their movies that they're doing. Yeah. You know, are they investing money into that? Or, or are they just taking their database, which they are, and reflowing it continuously to watch those old movies that you know you're going to get ratings on and all yeah. that stuff? But there's, is there anything new right now? Oh. No. Well, I don't... I You're think, fucking dead. I th- <laughs> I th- well, I think, honestly, there. I think those new shows are coming out. Mm-hmm. I think they've already been recorded. Right. I think they were already okay. made in 2019. Probably. They've been saving Probably. them. But the, the shows that they had uh, they had plans to make in 2020 right. were obviously delayed. Right. Okay, so there was a Mark Wahlberg film that he was going to be making mm-hmm. with, uh, I think, another young talent called Tom Holland. He was going to be making it in 2020, and they right. were only like five days into filming. Right. Now, five days, I don't know how many scenes you could record. Right. Maybe like two or three scenes. Right. But they canceled it. As soon as they found out this virus was coming and people wouldn't be able to go onto the set, uh-huh. you wouldn't have people in communication with each other, they had to cancel all the plans for that. It's tough because... Everybody wants to see new movies come out, but right. the theaters aren't open. But the theaters aren't open. You're not able to have that experience that everybody once cherished as a kid, eating the popcorn in the theater, eating right. the punch of crunch, eating the the Sour Patch Kids, spending twenty dollars on food, which is really a joke if you ask me. Oh, I no, mean, no, a large uh, soda for oh, the seven dollar hot dog, the seven dollar hot dog, and a twenty dollar box of popcorn. Yeah, and, the nachos and an extra large soda for six. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the package for thirty four bucks. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's ridiculous. They really should have like a subscription service with the uh, food included, uh, so you get the food at a discounted oh, yeah. rate when you go. You know, it's not a that's not, it's a, not a bad idea. No, it's a great idea that you have. A, well, if the when when and yeah, hopefully that the movies open up, but a subscription movie that you have a monthly pass, you see all the movies, and you get some food with it too, besides popcorn, this and that. You know, and it'd be an entertainment center. Yeah. You know, there's but 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 what this whole thing is talking about. Home entertainment. Okay, your generation is good with video games, watching TVs and movies. And that's why years ago, uh, the big cable companies, they were buying up accounts. They were buying up every small-time cable company because they knew that house is going to be valuable. It's the same thing. I never thought I would ever buy water. I never thought I would have to pay for TV. Ever in my yeah, life. or getting water delivered to the house. Or getting water delivered to the house. Yeah. It used to be milkmen coming yeah. around with you know delivery Years services. Years ago when I would go to the movies, there'd be signs, stop pay TV. That's what the signs, stop pay TV, because they knew the cable TV of home entertainment one day was going to happen. 
I think like the average, I think we pay like now, I beat them up in price for, because we have all these TVs. We're paying over 300 sometimes $400 a month for TV, so we get out everything. For the cable. That, for that cable. cable, and I think we get internet service. Now, God forbid, we get a hurricane or something like that. We got no TVs. The yeah. internet's down. Yeah. Now think about when the internet, if the internet gets down, we get invaded by someone. We got the virus going on. It's, it's just an invasion right now. But think about it. We're lost. We are so lost because of the internet and internet crisis and power. That's why all these backup phone charges are so important. I, today I've been having on my mind to buy one of those inbound generators that that kicks on the Generax. I really was thinking about that today. Oh, for the home. For the home, because. You know, we could survive. Now, can we survive without no air conditioning? Nope. Nope. We need air conditioning down in Florida. Last storm that we had a few years ago when you were a kid, we were down for like a week, and I had the generator and everything like that, and it was a pain in the ass, got wires going through the house. The most important thing for me back then, that you and your brother were able to watch your video games, so I knew you guys would be happy. Yeah, that was you the number one a, thing. You didn't give a damn if yeah. you were sweating or anything. You got your video games and sandwiches, you're good. I'm sweating my ass. I don't got a fan that works. I got no air conditioning. But back then, in that hurricane of all five or something, I forgot the name. Wilma. Well, was it Wilma? Oh, I think Wilma. Yeah, Wilma. It came through Hollywood, Florida, through Hollywood, went to New Orleans. Who the hell knows? Katrina. Was, yeah, Katrina. There were so many going yeah. in sometimes and all that stuff. They beat the hell out of Bush on that one. They said he didn't handle it well. What, does he have a connection to God? Really? <laughs> what, what, the president of the United States? Him and God are supposed to shake hands on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like this virus. The poor guy's getting beat up like he did They want him wrong. to split the Red Sea. Yeah, they want to split the Red Sea. <laughs> Donald, Donald, we know you could do it, Donald, but gosh, I don't, you know, years ago, I kid you not, when uh, Donald was running against Hillary Clinton, there were so many people, and I'm going to be, the women hated, they, the women hated, uh, I'm going to back it up, it wasn't when they were against Donald, uh, when George Bush was running, and uh, Hillary was out there, and she lost, going, she lost the primary to Obama, all right? Oh, back in 08. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She lost to Obama for the primary. So McCain-Obama, this this was the election. No, this was, so yeah, no, no, no. It was, uh, hold it. I'm back and get, i got to get my memory. See I think it, no, I think it was no, Obama, Obama against was the elect, McCain. Election. Yeah, yeah. Obama. But, but before he got the nomination, mm -hmm. everybody thought but it was the Hillary's primary. to lose. Yeah, no, Hillary, right. they thought her. And everybody, the women loved Hillary. Yeah. They loved her till the last election that she lost to Donald. Of course. And they hated George Bush. They hated everybody. The hatred. I don't get the hatred. How you can hate somebody? Is hatred because someone has confidence? And there's jealousy? I don't get the hatred stuff. You know, I've been, you know, you know, I, you know, your father's faith and you have a double faith. You have, we, we go upstairs to one guy. It's yeah. All, it's know, all the same it's guy. It's all the same you know, guy. You're all asking for You the got same the New help. Testament, the Old Testament, so the new one plagiarized the old one. We'll just keep Christmas like Hanukkah, Passover, Easter, Sukkah, Zukkah, that thing. You know, uh, it's some things as I'm looking now, getting a little bit older and I passed that number. And I'm not going to tell you, but I don't like it, but it is who it is. Well, that's why I exercise every day. I stay strong every day. I keep my head straight every day. And we've been blessed that we have cash flow. And uh, cash flow is a good thing. 
and there's a lot of people out there who are very, very frugal. So what yeah. are you going to do? Take it with you to the grave? Well, I think you mentioned something yeah, pretty interesting here. in talking about fitness. I think right. when you're a kid and you're growing up and you're becoming 20 and 30 and you're entering into your peak physical uh, time, mm-hmm. it's your peak. Right. It's your peak of physicality. You know, uh-huh. when you think of athletes, the paid athletes are all usually 25 to like 33. That's the range 20, you know, mm-hmm. right, whatever right, right, it is. Right, right, right. Your body is deteriorating all the time. But when you get older, you get into your 50s, it becomes a self-preservation thing. Mm-hmm. And some people are, you know, women are doing yoga at young ages nowadays. They want their body to be limber. People are doing yoga in the masses. Maybe not anymore. Not right now because you can't whole get video, into a class. Or they're themselves. doing it yeah. at home. Right, 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 but, right, right. you know, not many people are stretching. Not many people are... Now, yeah. stretching is one of the keys. Flexibility is one of the keys. I've never been flexible. That's why I'm swimming more again, because uh, swimming stretches your body out if you're doing a freestyle stroke or any type of stroke. You're stretching, and flexibility is important. I personally think uh, daily exercise is the greatest thing for longevity of life and not abusing your body with abusive food or anything, drinking a lot of water, but daily, ex- you got to keep your body moving. That's why the Fitbits are so great today. It keeps you attracted. Got to get your ten thousand steps in. Yeah. I don't know. It's how, always reminding. I don't know anyone who how, well, they got the number ten thousand steps. But ten thousand is all of a sudden one two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I get all yeah, and it gives stuff. you an update, and you know that you've reached the threshold. But it's good because it has your mind thinking. Now, if you could just take your phone and just scan it with the plate of food that you're eating and that baby oh, yeah. it could finds do your cal- calories it finds the caloric count yeah, it, has, it, it figures just, out just what you're by eating a, just by a little scan wow if there's anyone who out there's a genius I'm getting 10% of that deal there just for a, the idea there was a funny show uh, yeah, yeah, called yeah, yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley on yeah. HBO right and it's about all these young upstarts and all these kids who are looking right. to create apps in Silicon Valley right. like the Zuckerbergs of the world okay and uh, one guy in this uh, incubator, uh-huh. because they're all geniuses, this one guy creates an app, right? and it just tells you whether or not your food that you're taking a picture of is a hot dog or not. So they're asking them to create an app to, to kind of identify what food you have on your plate, but instead, he just takes a picture of the food and it tells you whether or not it's a hot dog. Well, maybe we need Socrates on this. The yeah. Google Socrates to help us. Out. Oh, oh, yeah, Socratic, Socratic. Socr- is that Socratic? The way every college student cheated through uh, through college. Amazing. How you oh, yeah, it's amazing. That's it's amazing, amazing how yeah. you can buy the tests. Well, it's not only buying the tests. I think it's like uh, you think about leaking. So people who see a movie early right. leak the script. Right. Okay. People who take the test early mm-hmm. leak the test. Right. So and these college professors aren't that wise or that innovative. They keep the same formatted test, mm-hmm. the same questions, and the same answers semester by semester. So all these college students are reaping the benefit of somebody who went to a college a year before. Right. Because they have all the answers already. It's kind of a joke. So what do you think about uh, people not attending class in college? Don't you think you should attend this so the professor knows what you look like? Did you have classes? Well, I I think when I went to college, and it's not like it was years ago, it was this year. uh, (laughs) I'm a newly graduate at this point, uh, 2020 class of, you know, so I, I didn't really have too many personal relationships with the professors. Not many of them... 
uh, took the chance to ask about you and 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 to kind of get an you know another opinion. How do you see this subject? They always talk about you know ask questions in class, ask your students questions in class, see what their train of thought is like. I don't think the professors went the extra mile. I really don't. So I think they were always reading from the script. I think they're always thinking about what they're going to say before they get into the lecture hall. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to say the exact same thing the next class period, whether it's an hour later or a day later. They're going to do the exact same thing. There's not much variation. I know there's a lot of prep work that goes into having a class. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of prep work. You gotta think if you about care. It. Well, if you care, if you care about your students. Well, if you care about your students, if you care about your job, mm-hmm. you would like to teach your students the content the correct way. You said something beautiful. If you care about your job, now how many care about their job? Well, or I think I think a lot of them. Day? I think a lot of them have multiple jobs at the same time. So the professor that's at Harvard is also a hedge fund uh, maestro. Is that what you saw? You had a couple of those. In business. I had a couple of those in the economics, uh, like the economics sector of college, the social sciences college. I had a couple professors. One was like a demographics head uh, of the college. At the same time, he was a professor. He was also an accountant. He also talked about how he worked in Washington, D.C. Uh, tons of things. I think these guys aren't only professors. They're you not. Had, did you have any professors that made an impact? I remember a lot of the of professors. a good role model that you were able to like really go for advice. Did you have any? I don't know. No. I don't think, so. I don't no, think I don't role think so. model even... Yeah, I don't look at any of them and think, you know, this is... See, when I was young, I had role models. Yeah. I wanted to be that guy. That guy. I wanted to be that guy who had that beautiful smile, who had the shoe shine. The he, bravado. He had the... Maybe not a college had, professor. He had a manicure. Maybe not a college professor. Well, you know, college and I just didn't get along all yeah. that well. Because <laughs> I had to study and do work. So and college, that wasn't what you wanted and to do. I, and I got caught up with uh, being the president of a fraternity and all that stuff. Once it had all those Greek letters, Greek letters, I said, I got to do something about it. So I changed it from Delta Pi or whatever it was called to uh, Penthouse. And that's when Penthouse Magazine opened up. Yeah. And I found a house. And, that, g- and give a little insight as to what Penthouse Magazine is. Penthouse was a magazine formed by Bob Guccione, an Italian Playboy lover, and yeah. only loved beauty around him. So, and, so it's like a parallel met, to Playboy Magazine. It, it was Playboy's competition at the time. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, uh, you know, I was blessed to get, in, I was very blessed that I had great mentors in my life. So you changed the name of that fraternity yeah, I changed the, to, to penthouse, penthouse to be a little bit more cooler. To be cooler, and there wasn't a weekend that we didn't have great parties at my house. Because every sorority girl wanted to come to the house. Yeah. You know, you got some interesting things going on your screen right now. Am I right? No, that's all good. So, yeah, it was back in Penthouse those days. I guess it was 1969, 1970. Oh, great uh, years, apparently. Well, right? they, were, they were great years. It was blur year, too, because I started getting involved with, you know, besides marijuana, it was the Woodstock days working at the Casco Mountains. I got hooked on fucking second holes, a sleeping pill. But, wow. it, but it didn't make me sleepy. Would it make you groggy? It made me gregarious. <laughs> wow. A sleeping pill gave me freaking energy. That's interesting. It gave me energy. It gave me energy. 
Where if I would take something that is supposed to speed me up, that me put slow me slow you down. It would fucking stall my body. So I I got hooked on those things, and I had the time of my life, because all of a sudden, it's like you taught me a word today with alcohol. Uh, what was that word? That well, you my said? my friend discussed it to me. Yeah, let me hear. And uh, I loved her definition of alcohol right. or what it really is. It's right. liquid courage. Liquid, liquid so that's why when people car- when people pregame the party, right, they're taking shots. And it gives them that liquid courage to maybe talk to the guy they want to talk to or talk to the girl that they want to right. talk to or be who they want to be. Right. It's like an accelerant. It's a stimulant. No, it's I, something that gets you over the edge. It, it pushes you on into where you want to go. I'm not saying that. No, in my generation, when I was that age, it was the pills. We weren't drinking. Yeah. We were just doing that Woodstock stuff. Okay. So, uh, no, I really never... I only... Richard, to this day... And you went to Woodstock. Yeah. Gosh. Those are great stories, too, man. Gosh. What was that like in terms of... uh, What did you see? What was the... It was uh, Shitsville, What was the ambiance? It was Shitsville. Yeah? It it rained the whole... Tents. It rained the whole freaking time. You were a muddy mess. And this is the first Woodstock, not the revival. No, this is the the only Woodstock. The only Woodstock. No revival. It's the summer of uh, 1969. See, 69 was a great year to be grown up. I'm 19 years old. Joe Namath. New York Jets. Joe Namath's cool in New York. It It was the greatest year for a New York City kid. You had, first of all, besides the Vietnam War, going to the draft or getting drafted, I must have been, I got out of And that's not why it was a great year. That's just like some of the no, trauma that was, that, that was no, going No, that was the, the virus time. over our heads. That, well, okay. For okay. a young man, that was the virus over my head, the Vietnam War, okay? I And I was, because I got in trouble as a kid, that's another story. That we'll was the lingering, I was, the I was, looming darkness. I was, I was able to get out of the war because I was undesirable to be in a, in a uniform because I'm a bad boy. Yeah. I don't want bad. Quote, unquote. Oh, quote, unquote. I'm a right. bad boy. I'm not fit to be in the United States Army. But after my probation ended, ended all of a sudden I'm a good boy to be drafted. <laughs> and I'm out of college now. And I get, I get, I get. I got a I got a report to Fort Hamilton, and it says bring a small bag. That means I'm not coming home, and I got you know I'm going for all these all the time I'm going to Fort Hamilton, pulling down my tech pants. They're doing a fucking ball check, ass check, you know whatever check <laughs> the doctors. Look, whatever to clarify, whatever to clarify whether or not you're suitable in the army. They're gonna check your I balls. Get, what are they? They're gonna check your asshole. I don't know what they were out. looking for, but with a lot of smelly underwear down there. When they put, it's like going into a fucking hockey. Uh, dressing room, taking off the, the ice oh, skates. Man, so it was disgusting, right? It's disgusting. So I had that cloud over me in '69. <laughs> but the New York Mets won the World Series. Yeah. The Jets won the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. The New York Knicks had the championship. You had Woodstock, and I'm 19 years old, and I'm feeling good, and I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. And who was that guy? <sighs> Who was that well, guy? Was it lo- Joe Namath? No, no. Who was that guy? There was a guy. I'm in the restaurant business. And this guy was the coolest guy. His name was Frank Valenza. He owned the Proof of the Pudding restaurant on First Avenue, right next to Maxwell's Plum. Now, First Avenue was hot. You had Friday. This is Manhattan, of course. Oh, 64th and 1st. Anyone my age who's cool. No, that's where Donald met his wife, Ivanka. It was the hottest place. I had a quarter in my pocket. I was just pretending I was rich. 
It was a joke. Uh, but I loved it. I just loved it. So this guy, Frank Valenza, he owned the restaurant, and he was one of my clients. He was one of my customers. And he, had, he was a handsome guy. He had money, and all, he just was handsome, and I liked, I liked his style and his pizzazz. And then he opened up the Palace Restaurant, and that was my account. And I was there like every day to make sure the Chinaware glassware and silverware was perfect. To this day, he had the Reed and Barton silverware. He had Picard China. He had Gorham Crystal glassware. And I'm 23, 24 years old. And my boss, part of my expense account, Dave, was to go to all these fancy restaurants with, with me. So at night, I'd go to all these places and eat like a god at 24. That's why I'm still addicted to the experience of fine dining and eating well. It's a great addiction. So I always wanted to be that guy, the guy with his hair back. Slick back. Slick. Yeah. Slick Rick. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're going to learn to love it, right? Cool. I mean, it is pretty cool. So I don't know how we've got to that experience from Little League to this and that. I think right now with this virus, we're doing more soul searching. A little bit of reflection. Well, we're doing reflection. We look at our mistakes that we made. And we've all made mistakes. Uh, I don't even know what my biggest mistake was. I think my biggest mistake in life, oh, I didn't have a conscience. I didn't have a conscience. I didn't know what it, what it was to be faithful. Or to make somebody feel bad. or I didn't know. I had no conscience. I had no conscience. I swear to you, son. I had no freaking conscience. I didn't know... If I was hurting somebody, I just didn't know. I didn't know in relationships, it's it's a committal relationship. I was too stupid. No one gave me a rule book. No one told me a, a rule book. I don't even book. think the rule book existed. I don't think people no. talked about what the right thing to do was. I think nowadays everybody's discussing how to treat your girl, how to treat your guy. And they want to have a hand to play in everybody else's relationship. Now, when you say you didn't have a conscience, it's no interesting. Conscience. Because I feel like I have too much of a you conscience. You have too much of a conscience. And I feel like everything that I do, regardless of how minuscule or how minute or how really unimpactful, I feel like I'm making some type of a difference or I'm doing something to because hurt somebody. Because you're perfect. Or I care too much. You care too much. And caring too much is good. Only for that person. It's, it's, you can't care for everyone. It's that particular person that you never want to hurt when you find that right person. Yeah. You'll never do anything. You will have a conscience. You will have a conscience because you know you don't want to put pain in anyone by being stupid. And stupid is fucking... Cheating, stupid. sleeping around. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that you can't stuff. Do that. Of course not. You can't, you can't, you can't oh, do it. You're putting your faith in somebody and you're telling them you love them and then you go and turn your back and fuck somebody it, else. It, but, it, but there's a thing called Even Stevens. And if you've been hurt once, yeah, that person's going to hurt you again. Yeah. It doesn't go away. No. I, I can't tell, I tell everybody, hey, call me in about six months. You'll see. It doesn't get better. You know, it just, it, things just don't get better. 
It's the thing with the snake. You put your thing in a hair snake bite you, you're going to put it back again? No. No, you can't put your hand back in the cookie jar after this, the first time. No, but if... After we, your if, mom slaps your hand? But you I, can, I have vision right now that, you know... You can hack that ball. We're supposed to have a sponsor right now to bring in bagels, cream cheese, and locks here to the show, if right? If any local deli in deli, South Florida right, we'll wants give you a, to sponsor We'll give you a, free, uh, we'll give you a cut, That's okay? It. We'll mention your You'll name. You'll mention your name. It's uh, a regular basis. Saturdays at 1.00. Bring some food over. We'll even get a picture of you. I'll drop it. a. I'll drop a name right now. I'll say Two J's Deli. If you want to sponsor us, come right at us. Right. We love you. We love your corned beef and pastrami Ooh, sandwiches. Whoa. We love your bagels and cream cheese and lox. We like your banana dream cake and the banana dream we cake love is so everything. good. So I guess Saturdays we'll be doing this stuff for yeah. this. Saturdays, yeah. Sundays, whenever Sunday, we when, can. You know, the rainy days are probably the best. Yeah. Because there's a guilt factor about being indoors on a beautiful sunny day. But uh, life is good. We have a lot to be... I have uh, a few things I want to ask you. Uh, Recently, as uh, recent as your birthday, May 30th, okay, uh, last month, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk and the United States government partnered up to put two astronauts into space. Today, they're scheduled to return back into the United States from space. I read that. You were around when the first space shuttle went up into the air. Now, I'm asking you, what type of feelings and what was the hysteria? What was the gravity of that when you were a kid? I'm going to tell you. I I was in elementary school uh, when Alan B. Shepard was the first astronaut to go up into space. Yeah. I was in element. They brought the TV in, Walter Cronkite in. We're little kids. We see that, right? A few years later, John Glenn, who was Senator John Glenn also, he was the first one to orbit uh, the So Earth. a senator went around? No, he wasn't a senator yet after he was an oh, astronaut. He, 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 he orbited Earth. Wow. Orbited Earth. Now, we're talking about 1969, how great it was. Woodstock, Mets... Uh, was the moon landing in 69? 1969, the moon landing. Really? I'm working in the Catskill Mountains, and they had that team. Of course, I was a wild guy. Of course, I was going out with the boss's daughter. He hated me. <laughs> uh, this guy hated me. Yeah. I'm 19. His daughter's 15. He hated me. Ouch. Ouch. No, no, no. 16 or whatever. But that was, it was the same age bracket. 16, 15. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was just hicky dicky stuff, nothing serious, but I, I liked it. I really did. So, uh, so it's 1969, and I remember coming in late one night because I had to work. I worked all the time as a waiter, breakfast, lunch, dinner, sure. half hours, cocktails. That was the time of Rob Robroy's, martinis, all these kind of different drinks, slow gin fizzes, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll I don't think anybody later. my age would understand what the heck you just said right I there. know, but you do because you live with me. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, know, I know, but I don't think no. people my oh. age want to get those mixed drinks. Well, I know, think so after more... you had one, you won't have it again either. Yeah, but I had a whiskey sour at so a bar the, a few the weeks TV, ago and the, I didn't, I didn't no. enjoy it too The much. TV was on yeah. and it was because they were on, they, the capsule was on the moon for days. So the TV would be focused, your TV set would have the, the capsule of the astronauts on the moon. And I think the, the astronauts, if I remember, I remember Armstrong was the main character. He's the one who got out of it. And he had some, uh, the eagle has landed. What a fucking lion. <laughs> the eagle has landed. And you could use that in 
all sorts of phrases in yeah. life, from sure. sex to everything. The eagle has landed. Right. <laughs> if you're in a position to use it in sex, you go right ahead. You go ahead. Eagle has landed. The landing strip. <laughs> what, what, the the world, bush, the landing strip. Well, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So 69, 19 years old. Wow. Crazy times. Crazy times. Wow. Right? Oh, crazy. And I don't think the craziness ever stopped. It... I don't think it stopped. It stopped because I said, I'm out of New York. Yeah. I'm out of New York. I knew I could have gotten too much trouble. New York was freaking ugly. It was bad. It was bad. And I was a bad boy. And I knew I had to get out of New York or New York was going to beat me up. But even though I was a a rock star, I could, you know, I was a rock star in the. I made $72,000 in 1978. I was a killer. I had an expense account. I had a company car. I lived in Manhattan, had my car garaged in Manhattan. I had an expense account. When you were, and I was making 72 and 69, I was spending 150000 When you were a kid, yeah. forget the expense account. When yeah. you were a kid, what, what would you eat on the street? What would you be eating? What would you be going up to? I made my buddy Vince at lunchtime. We go to Nathan's every day. We'd have a couple of hot dog mustard and sauerkraut. I still remember Vince licking his fingernails getting the mustard out of there. How much would you be paying for this hot dog with hot, mustard dog, hot, dog, hot dogs are usually a quarter, 25 cents. Wow. So for a buck, you're big. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I got addicted I got addicted to those great steakhouses. So remember I told you I was making 72000 in, in uh, 1978? Probably was spending 150000 I was just uh, a spendaholic at the high, highest level. But uh, we're still here, man. We're still chirping away, son. Let me ask you yeah, this. Go ahead. I think this year has proved to be very uh, very against the grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, there's always these celebrities that end up dying year by year that people always had a fondness towards, okay? You were around when uh, JFK died. Robert yeah. F. Kennedy 100%. died uh, when MLK died. Mm-hmm. Did any of those deaths make a sizable impact on you? Could you not believe any of them? Kobe Bryant died this year. I mean, a lot of people couldn't believe that. John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a plane crash. No, for crying out loud in the 90s. Don't have care. He died in a plane. He shouldn't have been flying the plane. Shouldn't have, have been flying. flying. Just like Kobe shouldn't have been flying his helicopter, helicopter that day. Right. Because right? sometimes people, he, if the Kennedy kids are sad story, he really shouldn't have been. You got to know your equipment and you got to know your plane. You got to know everything from a boat to everything. You got to know your equipment. Of course. You can't be doing, because you're a big shot, going from fucking Manhattan to the Hamptons, you know, at night in the rain because you want to go to the Hamptons at night that you got a plane. That was the story? Yeah, that basically was the story. I forgot who was. He had a new wife or a new something or other. He was a handsome kid. Yeah. Uh, he was the uh, assistant district attorney in New York like everyone is right out of college. He failed his uh, bar exam a couple of times but finally passed it. He was a good kid. He really was a decent soul and could have been one day because of the charisma the Kennedy family had, he could have been president of the United States. I don't know the brain power uh, that he had to be president, 
And I really don't know the brain power that his father had, John F. Kennedy, but I all know the old man, old man Kennedy was one of the biggest gangsters in America. Old man Kennedy. Old man Joseph Kennedy, biggest gangster in the fucking America. And that's why there's a great book, uh, my mind pops into it, that I read a few times. Uh, it's about the Kennedy assassination, you know. It's called Double Cross. Double Cross is one of the... the Italians killed... John F. Kennedy. Well, Italians, whatever you want to call them. Or the mafia. Or, the, or a bunch of bad guys, because he double-crossed. Joseph Kennedy double-crossed. The Kennedys double-crossed the mob. The mob got him elected by fixing Chicago so Richard Nixon would lose mm -hmm. in the election. So when they came back to get their favors, Robert F. Kennedy gave them the finger. All righty? You give us the finger, we'll give you the finger. We did the election for you. So a guy out of New Orleans, San Traficante, Tampa, who ran the South, all right, he, he was the one who got the action. So there was a guy named Jack Ruby who owned a titty bar in one of the cities in New Orleans, and he owed fucking Traficante had tons of money because they were all loan sharking and shit like that. They gave Jack Ruby the hit to kill Oswald, to kill, forget Kennedy getting shot. Oswald, this guy, Oswald was the dupe, another angle bullet hit him from someone else, so the boys had this guy as a dupe, and they got him. But the guy who shot him, they had Jack Ruby get killed right on TV. Jack Ruby owned the titty bar, all right? So Ruby owns the titty bar, he gets killed, and just so happens Jack Ruby has a, uh, a terminal case of fucking cancer. All right, Jack Ruby never made it to trial because he had fucking cancer. So he kills Oswald the killer, and now there's this whole conspiracy about did you who watch? Killed. Did you watch those debates between Nixon and JFK? I did watch them. I, did I was watch taught yeah. via high school that Nixon was offered the makeup. Okay, that everybody on TV gets right. when you're supposed to be in front of a camera. You're supposed to be dotted down. Right, 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 right. He didn't want that. He didn't want any of it. Okay, JFK took it and he said, "Yeah, I'll look good on camera. Why wouldn't I want to look good on camera? Well, I got millions of people viewing me right now." And JFK, being the young guy that he was, youngest elected president 42, ever 43 after 43 these yeah. after these debates, uh -huh. he accepted it. And Richard Nixon was on camera sweating. He wasn't looking too good, and he didn't do too well in the debate because people see two different types of caricatures. They see the young guy, what? they see the young kid, the 100%. Irish Catholic, and then they see Richard Nixon, and they think, I'd rather go for the young guy because he has some type of wholesome spirit to him. Maybe he looks like a, a decent folk, and, it, and, it, and it, it's very interesting because that was a debate that a lot of people think stood the test of time. And I saw, but you I asked saw, me the question. You asked me the question: Who in my life at that time was charismatic to me, more or less? When I'm ten years old, John F. Kennedy and a whole bunch of cars were in my neighborhood. He was politics. In Queens, thousands of people were in the streets. They were giving out Kennedy Johnson buttons. Yeah, we had Kennedy. I had stickers on all my school bags and stuff like that. So his death was about three years later in November. I think it was November twenty second. Back when, well, back when buttons were the norm, as opposed to hats and right now there make is America no great right, again right now there is no no one's putting stickers on Biden, Trump, or anything. Uh, it doesn't exist. No, not really. It doesn't well, I mean, people like to support. Exist. So, uh, but I'll, Kennedy, I'll say this. Kennedy was uh, uh, it was 
Kennedy was part of the dream. Even though Martin Luther King, I had a dream, and if you listen to his speech, it's probably one of the best speeches I've ever seen, because he says... The he, mountaintop. Well, it's the mountaintop. He knew he was going to get killed that night. He knew it. He knew it. He's in the deep south. He knew he was getting killed. But he had a dream, and he said, I've gotten to the mountaintop. One of the best speeches well, I've I ever heard. his support... Well, maybe after he died, he got even more support. But right before he died, he had millions of people behind him. Who, Martin Luther King? Willing to change oh, the no, country. Oh, no, 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 no. He did peaceful marching. He did peaceful marchings. You, you, you know, if, if they were all peaceful, there was no ugliness about anything. Except during that crazy time, we had the Democratic Convention in Miami Beach was ugly. In the 70s or 60s? In the 60s. I believe it was the sixth, same time. It was an ugly era, Davis. It's the same thing that we're going through right now 50 years later. It's the exact same play-by-play play 60 book. years, yeah, or close to you know, 60 years. Yeah, it's the same play-by-play, play, Davis. I kid you not. Uh, pull up the, you pull up the Democratic uh, Convention in Miami Beach. The cops were ugly. They were peaceful demonstrators. The cops were ugly. Remember, we're still, we're still in the South down here, so a whole different stuff. Uh, in New York City, Harlem was rioting. They were, Harlem was burning down. It was the same freaking thing. And to this day, I don't understand why people want to ruin their own neighborhoods. Why do you want to ruin the guy who sells you groceries? Why do you want to burn your building down where you're living? I don't understand it. But what you shared with me about this new quote-quote movement and the mission statement is... To, oh, we're talking to, about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's to dissolve the nuclear family, which is biblical holy that's been in our universe forever. Maybe, I don't know, 5,000 years ago or what the nuclear family was. Maybe it was extended families. Everyone's dick and everyone got kids all over the place. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The Bible but says when I think shit like that. Family, I, I think this is a norm to have. I think a, a it wife is a norm to have. And a husband and their two kids, three kids, four kids, however many kids they have, if 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 they do have them, that's a good thing. There's nothing better. I don't husband, think it's something wife, or a notion to husband, be Husband, wife, children. Yeah. There's nothing better. Nothing wrong with if that. If you're going to raise a family. Now, if you're not going to raise a family... Maybe I don't know the information. Maybe I don't know what they're trying to tell us. But I just read a mission statement or a one-liner, and I didn't understand it. You know, nothing against well, the organization. The nuclear, about the nuclear family? or Well, you know, against the... The norm. No, to, the goal to disrupt that notion of it. Disrupt or to it. change it. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand Let it. Let me ask only you time, Only time will tell what's going on. I don't know the answers... Uh, I just know. I just know. I don't. I, I know sports is not supposed to be political. It's supposed to be entertainment. I agree with that. I don't. I don't buy this political stuff in sports. So all of a sudden, I'm overpaid ten million dollars a year because I could throw a basketball in the air. Are you kidding me? No education, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a comment about politics. I'll make a comment about the basketball. That's what I know. I'm not making a comment about something I don't know. So. Um, what do you think about? Uh, this Harvey Weinstein guy. What do you think I about went, this Harvey Weinstein I went to guy? School. Hold on. What do you think about his ability to bl- to corner these women and tell them, if you don't sleep with me, I'm going to blacklist you from the films that you were already scheduled to make? What do you think about that? I think this guy was such a disgusting I, I don't know. If, I, you know. I told you, I went to school with Harvey. He went to John Brown High School. He's a year younger than me, Harvey Weinstein. He had a brother, too. They went to Buffalo University. They would do the rock concerts, Grateful Dead's in that time. That's how they made their money, and they were smart enough 
They were, they were they came from Electchester, which Electchester is an electrical union, like Pominock was a city project, Dave. Uh, the Weinstein brothers. So, I don't know. Uh, they know they had power, okay? And a lot of women, I guess and men too, fall trapped into sexual abuse. You know, it goes both ways for the guy who's homosexual and wants to get into a movie. You hear the Kevin Spacey shit. You know, we don't yeah. care about that anymore. And there's a lot of other stuff like the Kevin Spacey sucked my dick and you're not going to be in the movie. The young boy sucks his dick and then he's not in the movie. Yeah. And that's not good. It's disgusting. So uh, is, is that part of the Me Too movement or is the Me Too movement only for females? Sure. I think taking advantage of people who are weak Female is wrong male regardless. Is wrong regardless. regardless of whatever. And it is. don't take advantage of someone's fucking body sexually. Yeah, that's bad news. And any person who's physically attacked, cry rape and go to the police. Unless the cops think that you're a good old whore and want to take advantage of you too, and shit goes on. There was a cop uh, a few years ago. He would take advantage of the. Where was this? Uh, and down in South Florida, the cop took advantage of migrant workers. He would have the little migrant workers working in the farms in like Okeechobee and Loxahatchee area. He would pull them over and he made them suck his dick. Okay, a cop. This was in the news. Taking the advantage of of uh, uh, what do you the, what did I call them again? Migrant. The migrant worker men, not females, men, men. So uh, there's a sick breed out there. How about that woman killer who was killing all the truck drivers years ago? They made a movie out of that. Well, there's so much sickness. That's why you have to distance yourself from people. No one's really your friend. All this Facebook bullshit, oh, Facebook friend, Pafangu. Yeah, really. it doesn't mean nothing. There's a truth. A friend is. A friend's there with you. A friend a is. If there. you have a flat tire at 3 o'clock in the morning, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? You're going to call your friend. You're going to call your friend. And that person who shows up is really your friend. That, that's your friend. Dave. Of course. That's your friend. There's other Facebook bullshit. Outside of the, uh, you know, the godfathers of the world, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah. of the world. Yeah. What early 70s films did you really love growing up? Wow. Well, you you talk-, talk about Mrs. Robinson, right? You talk about... Uh, the one with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Heaven has a place that you will know. You remember whoa, seeing whoa. all these films in theater? I remember Art Garfunkel, the curly-haired guy, on First Avenue on the phone. Pay phone, right across the street from Maxwell's phone. Fucking crying to his girlfriend. It was so funny. I I said that's our Garfunkel to a phone booth. Because in all these fancy places, you had the you had the coat room downstairs and a pay phone booth. But it was cold night. I'm fucking on first day of you freezing because I never wore a jacket because I never wanted to check my coat. I leave it in the car and there's our Garfunkel crying away. You know. So yeah, the graduate that wasn't uh, monumental. It was it was a great it was a great film. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer. I remember yeah, watching the few that was, recently. That was, that was, that was, it was good. It was it wasn't instrumental in my life. I thought I thought the jazz singer was pretty damn good. Who was in that one? Uh, what's his name? The guy you like, the singer Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Wow. And Lucy Arnaz. And what was the Ro- Robert? He was the ja- he was a Jewish guy with a Gentile girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
funny how that one works. Yeah. Because that's a real... I think in the Jewish community, uh-huh. that's a big deal. I don't think they want you... Uh, Going across religious lines and marrying somebody. No, they, My mom, yeah, your ex-wife was yeah. a you know a Christian, mm-hmm. a Jewish man. It didn't it, really have an effect on you. Not me. If my father was alive, it might have. I once had a. I met a girl uh, when I was like nineteen twenty. She was from Ohio. I met her, and it was like Thanksgiving time, and she was from Ohio. She was in the cosmetic business, and. She was working in one of the fancy department stores on the road selling a fancy cosmetic line, and I wanted to bring it to the house for Thanksgiving. And I got a no-no from my father, Dave. He said, no, no, she can't come to the house. All right. I didn't come home for Thanksgiving then. I made my own choice then. And even my, uh, when my sister got married to someone out of faith, oh, my father wouldn't go there with the Christmas tree up. My mother. That still exists nowadays. You know, I live a different life, Davis. You know, I was born of faith, and I believe in God, and I, uh, Judaism is about tradition. You know, you got the bagels, cream cheese, and locks. You got the corned beef and pastrami. You got yeah. the matzo ball soup. They're the custom. You have past, You have holidays, and it's called uh, Judaism. Is about remembrance, and it's also about the faith within inside yourself, because you pray to yourself. And I think about that a lot. I don't think I've read the books that many times. I don't think I've gone into them and dissected them and understood what John three sixteen was all about, or on Psalms, you know, on you know the Psalms, mm-hmm. Psalms forty. I I never really who the hell read into any of it. But I understand that the spirit exists because our souls, our souls are alive. Our souls are alive. Our souls are alive. Our souls are alive. And, and our soul, our souls exist. And when we die. A lot of people think that our body remains, and that's why they're called remains. When you go into the ground, your body deteriorates, and then it's you know uh, yeah. into the grave. You but your soul think, might uh, go into the into the. As you're talking right now, probably the worst thing in life is to be betrayed. Probably the worst thing when you trust someone, they betray you. I don't think there's anything worse. I tell people sometimes it's better to be uh, slashed with a knife because. The wounds will heal eventually. If you get betrayed or if someone robs you for money and stuff like that, it's a mental scar. Mental scars just don't heal. They're still there. It's a wound in your mind. It's a wound in your mind that doesn't go away till you find somebody to patch it over. It's a patch. It's a mental patch. Over you, so betrayal. The loss of somebody, the separation with the loved one. Well, that's okay. You could deal with that. That you could deal with. But be, to be betrayed with trust, someone you trust your life with betrays you, steals from you, hurts you, Bafangul, fuck them. They deserve to be in pain. They really do. Yeah, they really do. That's just my uh, opinion. They yeah. really do. No one should hurt anyone. No one should play with anyone's mind. You know, no one should be quote quote superior in conversations or anything. We're all the freaking same. And you and gotta be anyone, honest with somebody. And anyone in a relationship that thinks they're superior than the other person, bafangul. They should all go fuck themselves. Yeah, I think if you're wanting, if you're willing to make a relationship work. You have to put aside your longing to be superior and work as a couple and work as a unit, as a unit. and work as two people, as not unit. as one with conflicting ideals. 
you can have discussions with people and, and find a pathway to have a solution. If you have a problem with somebody, instead of holding it only if someone, back, only you should, should 100% talk to them. But it's about a being agreeable. Everyone has to be agreeable. Everyone has to remain calm. People have to listen to other people. That's why our uh, conversations are so much fun. We listen to each other. And there's nothing better than good conversation. I and mean, if you, you know, you're in the young stage of uh, conversing with other people to search for a relationship. And, it's, and I get a kick out of it because it's about conversation. But it's more about trust. Yeah. If you can't trust someone, move on, man. If you can't trust somebody, you know, if you envy them or and you're they're overly curious about what they're doing or you have insecurities with inside yourself well, that you if can't get over if or you can't overcome. If, there, if there's insecurities, you got to discuss with your person that, hey, I'm a little insecure. Yeah. Okay, you got to ask the question, are you sleeping with somebody else? <laughs> you know, if you are, man, I'm out the door, man. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think anybody will admit to that either. Well, they it's, then, uh, but, 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 but who the hell knows? Everyone has different knows? situations in knows? life. But if you care for someone, you don't want to put pain. You don't in betray that. their trust. You don't you betray, don't betray their, their, trust. their confidence. And, but you know how uh, you know the pain they would have been if they ever heard that. So why even do it? Why even do that? Why yeah. even do it? Why be stupid? Would you want to risk something that's good? You kidding me? I think some people would. Well, they have no conscience. I said I didn't have a conscience today. Yeah. I didn't have a conscience. I just learned. I just learned. I really just learned. And sometimes you have to feel the pain in order to understand how wrong you could have been. Oh, of course. You know, but I'm learning. I'm learned. I learned. It took me a long time. I never had a conscience. I hurt so many people, Dave. I didn't have Inadvertently. I didn't have a conscience. I didn't know I was. I never did it directly to hurt nobody. I mean, that's physically, mentally, the whole bullshit, you know. Yeah. But I never, you know, unless someone deserved it, then I uh, physically could beat the shit out of anybody if I wanted to, <laughs> you know. But they, Can you tell me about the stories with uh, you and uh, one of your friends and which one you were at a bar? And oh, well, which one? I had a classic one. There was, you were I had, at a bar I had the one with and the, somebody you saw with somebody oh, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, the, like that's that. a great... When Lefty moved out of Las Vegas, Frank Rosenthal, that they made the movie Casino about. Sam? Sam Rothstein? No, 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 no. That's, no. Uh, the Casino, maybe maybe was Sam Rothstein. Yeah, Ace. Ace, okay? Yeah. In real life, his name's Lefty, Frank Rosenthal. He passed away. After he was basically thrown out of Las Vegas with all that kind of shit, he moved to Boca Raton, Florida. Where else? He walked in with a million dollars to this place called Crocs in Boca, and he bought Crocs. And Lefty would stay in the bag, smoke his cigarettes, just like Ace did in the movie Casino, right? And he was one of my clients back then. I had the equipment, the credit card processing. Hottest spot in Boca. I'm 36 years old, just finished the Iron Man. I walk in there, I'm God. I'm, the, the Iron Man track yeah, yeah, I'm God. I'm God. I'm God. I walk in, I'm fucking God. Yeah. You know, I opened up the business in the Boca Bank building. Your mother was the cocktail waitress down the street. You know, and I was, I walk into these places, I was God. I was 36 years old and I really had godly fucking powers. In my mind. <laughs> Overconfidence, maybe. So, and then I was had a relationship for a long time with someone and I was ending the relationship or at that time because my life was so mixed, mixed up. I had too many women at one time and 
just total insanity. Yeah. Total insanity. Total living in one house, this house, and fucking this one knew about that one, blah, 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 blah. I'll be there for three days. Okay, let's get into this. Okay. So then I saw my friend and some other guy, blah, 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 blah. At a bar. And then I... You were at the same bar. I must have popped him or something. And after I did something, I got smashed with a beer bottle right under my eye, right? And I'm wearing back then, my dress was... The suit and tie, suspenders, white shirt, you know, the perfect Hugo Boss suit, fucking Dapper Don, right? So all the blood is gushing down my freaking uh, blood all over the place. My eye, not his. My <laughs> Yours, eye. yeah. And I'm with Richard, right? And I dragged the son of a bitch. He was about six foot three. I dragged him like a fucking football player. I dragged him. By his shirt or what, I dragged him right outside, and I popped this motherfucker a shot. I swear it was beautiful. He fell like a tree. Right? Timber! Timber! Just like that. I swear to you. Yeah. I can still see it. And then I, I threw the car keys to Richard, right? Richard now gets my, I was driving like a brand new Continental, white, red interior, leather, and all that kind of shit. And uh, Richard gets the car, and I didn't know if we went to the hospital or not, but... Fuck, it was, it was a good thing I had red interior because the blood matched the fucking leather. So that was Crocs with Lefty Rosenthal. Then I was same, in a, same Lefty depicted in uh, in the movie Donnie Brasco. No, no, no. This is lefty. no. This is that was his real name. Frank Rosenthal's name was Lefty. In the movie, they called him Ace. Nice. Ace. But he had the same mannerisms with the cigarettes, and that was a hot spot for us because we. Uh, did a lot of money in that uh, place with credit card processing. That was in the beginning. That was in the very beginning. So my year is is off. It was it was nineteen ninety one when that incident happened. It was nineteen ninety one, and I did the Iron Man in eighty six. But I still was like. Uh, it's great how vividly you can remember these experiences that happened in your life, especially after living for such a long time and being through so many different phases, so many different eras, so many different technological advances. Well, that's, you that's, had the implementation of the computer in the 80s. Well, they, we have a computer. Our computer's in our mind. Yeah. It's stored memory. Yeah. That's when we dream at night, we have a dream. We're going back to somewhere. We might, you might, we might, you might see a tree or something. That might be the tree that your mother or I took you to. Yeah. In some park when you were three you know, years old. You know, it just happened. Because you saw a lot of greens in your life, more than most people. Green flowers, green uh, pastures of mountains. No one saw mountains more mountains than Hampshire. you. No one saw more mountains than you. No one been on more lakes than you, Dave. You know? It just well, is, I yeah. think we're getting near the end of the podcast. How oh, did you... Uh, we just started. You kidding know, me? No, I'm not talking. <laughs> now, let me ask you, how, how would you rate this experience? Just I think it's a great experience. Right? I, uh, it's a lot of fun, isn't I, it? I think in podcasting, what you do, uh, it's about who the person that you're speaking with to, what's on their mind, what they have to share, and do they want to share it? I like to share. Yeah. I'm a sharer. You're willing. I'm giver, sharer. You know, I and of course, I don't know if I mentioned it enough, but Fred, who I'm talking to, is my dad, who uh, brought me into this world and, you know, loves me more than anything. And I, could, I think I could say that more confidently. I could say that with a lot of confidence, right? I oh, yeah. So. I think so, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's been a great discussion we've had over the last hour or so. And I, 
I think this first episode has gone very well, and I'm excited to do the next one. Hopefully with you. Hopefully, oh, yeah, 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 hopefully yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you're free, are you well, going to be know, free, Dad? I am pretty free. I, yeah. you know, I like to occupy my time. This great way to occupy it. But Absolutely. I just want I just want everyone to be nice. I want yeah, to be I agree. Everyone. In the future, you know, in the years, I think everybody's going to come to better solutions for the world as long as they're willing to listen and willing to act in accordance with, you know, some type of uh, ease in negotiations and just doing things the right way. I don't yeah. think I don't think people have to point fingers and play the blame game anymore. You know, I don't I don't think that's necessary. But hey. No, but I think one thing is important, son. Our next podcast we have, we have uh, two J's uh, sponsor yeah. us, you know, because I'm getting, yeah, I, I'm I am getting too. a little hungry, hungry, man, <laughs> a little bagel or something. Well, for everybody who's listened in, listened in anybody who's tuned in, I want to say thank you. I think my father would say the same, same, same thing. Same thing, son. Yeah, and I just, uh, I want to say thanks for uh, this great time, and I think uh, we'll be doing this again very shortly. Everybody who's listened in, have a wonderful day. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe amidst this hurricane. Isaiah's is is Isaiah Thomas. I don't know who it is, but uh, just stay safe. Uh, hopefully, twenty twenty takes a turn for the better after this podcast. Hopefully, everybody enjoy your day. Have a good one. Okay, see ya.